With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We were talking earlier about, uh, you know, having great heads are here to drive a, 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 a top-down car, Mustang maybe, across uh, America. <laughs> a bloke who I reckon uh, would look good doing exactly that and probably has done it is Casey Frank. He's a little bit late in joining us, but... That's because he's used to all this, all the stuff at Sky Sport where he has to spend uh, 15 minutes getting his hair and makeup done before the show. Uh, you didn't have to do that for us uh, today, Casey. You could just roll right out of bed. We wouldn't have known, mate. Good morning. Well, it's, it's pretty much the same look either way, so I appreciate I appreciate the patience, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, mate, anytime, anytime, bro. And, uh, you know, gutting. I mean, it was a good weekend for the breakers. It started really well. A, a big win over Cairns on Friday night and just couldn't quite back it up against uh, the Kings. Anthony Lamb... Great numbers, but in the end, he left a few out there, didn't he? Yeah, I think uh, down that fourth quarter at times, it became pretty difficult to execute against some of the sides against the the Sydney Kings. Uh, but what I did see from the Breakers in that game was probably their best performance of the year. Uh, I, I thought the the most cohesive, be able to string some stops together against the quality side and turn that into transition offense. And I think uh, especially over this time when they're not going to have Zylon Cheatham, that's going to be really important. Finding a way to get these bigger teams, these bigger, stronger teams, to get consecutive stops, keep them off the offensive glass, and turn that into points going the other direction. Mate, it's a case of slow start to the season, um, only two from, from seven. Uh, what do you think? Should we be, we be worried? Uh, I mean, it's a... You know, you're always worried because you never want to get off to the slowest start. It gets you in a big hole. You know, when you're talking about trying to make the finals, uh, you're probably going to have to get to at least 14 wins. Uh, so when you look at the rest of the season, they, they're going to have to go 12, and, uh, you know, round nine, for, figure something like that. But it, it gets a little difficult down the stretch. Uh, you, the, the problem I think that the Breakers were having is they just didn't have an identity early. Uh, and, and, you know, there's a lot of travel going back and forth to the state, that disruption. You know, they're there for over two weeks. They only get six trainings in. Obviously, the injuries. First, you had Justinian Jessup, who a lot of the offense was designed around, not for him to be the scorer, but for his gravity to pull people away, to open up driving lanes, open up uh, the pick-and-roll action for Zylon Cheatham. And then Cheatham, who had just started to become that engine, uh, when he went out with injury, it opened up some more questions. So, uh, you know, sometimes there are some early season tribulations. The good news is for the Breakers, I think, that there's enough time for them to adjust. Uh, but And they have enough talent, you know, with or without another import that's come in, which it doesn't seem at this point uh, if they haven't got somebody that they're going to. They've got enough talent on this squad to turn things around and be competitive and make a top six spot. So, so you mentioned Zylam Cheatham. Like, he's a big loss out for the next seven, five to seven weeks. What, who is the player that's going to step up? They had a chance, a couple, well, a couple of chances late in that game to win it um, last night and just couldn't get that done. Who's that player that you think should be stepping into those shoes? Well, in, in that five spot, I, I'd like to say a little bit more of Mango Metiang. Uh, I think his athleticism, his defense, uh, his, uh, his ability to play vertically, go up above the rim and get finishes in that pick-and-roll action, uh, I, I think he can make up for some of that. But he doesn't have that perimeter skill that Zalon Cheatham had you know, before that game coming in, before he got injured. He was shooting 50, 40, 90. 
So uh, and, and when you go to the offensive capabilities outside of the defense and around the paint, then you're looking at the Finn Delaney, uh, what he's going to be able to do in those spots. And Anthony Lamb. I think, uh, you know, Anthony Lamb played a lot of five for the Golden State Warriors. It's a different situation over there. I don't think he came over here to play that. But he certainly has the capabilities, if needed, to, to fill in in that area for, for from time to time against some of, especially some of the small ball lineups because he does have such great great strength in his lower body and he's able to play uh, even though below the rim he can finish because of the strength he can create. So I, I'd look at, at those three players to, to try and pick up some of that slack that's left with Zylon Cheetah. But I, I don't think when you lose a player you can completely uh, replace him and what he does. But certainly those are the guys that can give you that interior defense, that ability to run up and down the court and, and a little bit of that shooting out of that 4-5 spot as well. Casey, I know there was a lot of talk about, uh, and you mentioned it uh, about the trip to the US. Um, and there's, I guess, when you when you're playing in the NBL uh, as a as a manager or an owner, there's more than just getting win on the boards, right? Uh, what what the NBA, uh, I guess, exposure does for you as a club, as a franchise, as for your players and things, is more tangible than just points on the board. Where are you with it, though? I mean, because we saw it happen at Adelaide last year. They went over as well, and then, and then you know, they sort of, we thought, oh, they had great results over in the States, but then they had a rubbish start to the season, and, and it took them a while to really get going. I mean, is it is it the right formula? Does it need to be tweaked? Do you want do you want to see it continue? Uh, well, I think there's, there's two viewpoints. I think from the fans uh, and then from the teams themselves and what they're trying to accomplish. So, so for the fans, I think it's great. Uh, you get to see some of the, the local players that the, the you know some of the local kids get to go up and cheer for, it, and there they are playing in an NBA court. Uh, for the players themselves, there is that exposure opportunity. Although you know it's a preseason NBA game, you could drop forty five. There's a good chance you're still not going to get picked up, but it does get you on the radar of some of these clubs as to what your talent level is and as a possibility to go down. And when you look at that relationship between the Next Stars program and the NBA, I think it's a real highlight. For that recruitment process, you may not be able to get some of those players that the Breakers have had over the years, like a Rayon Rupert, if you weren't able to bring that that team over to get him in front of that NBA talent. But you know, from a preparation standpoint, I, I mean, it's murder. You know, if you're a coach and you're talking about trying to win a championship, and right in the middle of things, you have to take two weeks out. The the uh, the slog that you go through, the travel that you have to go there and back, and when you look at the Breakers came, you know, directly back and started playing games that weekend. It makes it really difficult. Uh, not impossible, but just another hurdle that you have to overcome early in the season. So uh, I think at this point in time for the NBL, the benefits outweigh the deficits uh, for the NBL itself. And, and it's something that coaches and teams are going to have to work their way through uh, when you do get selected. And, uh, you know, not every team gets to go, so it is a bit of a hindrance for those teams that do have to go over and we see can't have come back and they've been struggling a bit as well. So uh, it's a difficult ask, but as of now, it's something that I, uh, we, uh, I guarantee we'll be seeing for the next few years. Mm, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one, eh, because they, they go back up games and they're chasing their tail all the time. Who's, who's standing out for you this year, mate, and uh, who's sticking out for you in the competition as the best team? Uh, as the best team that's in, I mean, Melbourne United, they, they certainly look like they have the, the best depth, uh, and they've, they've assimilated it the most quickly. Uh, they, they play good defense. I haven't seen a perfect performance from them, but what I have seen is stretches throughout games when they're able to be dominant and they can play. They can play bigger than themselves. They can play smaller than themselves. That has uh, made them pretty tough. Uh, and, and, you know, outside of that, it's a lot of teams that I think are still trying to find their way. Uh, at, at, at times, I was really impressed by Brisbane, what they've been sort of able to do with the bully ball style 
reminds me a little bit of the Breakers teams from the or the early aughts, uh, you know, the 2010s to 2015, where they're just really physical. Uh, they're just going to beat you up and for, force officials to make the call. If they don't, they're going to get the win. Uh, so I've been impressed by the way they've been playing uh, as of late. And, and, you know, outside of that, I think everybody's got a lot of question marks. Nobody hasn't has really played great basketball up to this point. You can get a loss or a win, and you can fly up or down the table. So. Uh, that's another good thing for these teams that haven't played their best basketball as of, as of yet. There's not too big of a hole to try and dig your way out of. Uh, Casey, let's have a quick look at the states in the NBA. Of course, uh, we're uh, about half a dozen games in for most teams. Uh, I saw LeBron James the other day being interviewed in the locker room after they got beat by, by Orlando, and he said, we're like the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, you know what I mean? And all I could think of was when big Ben Roethlisberger was still at quarterback for the Steelers about three seasons after he should have retired, uh, broken up and, 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 and lumbering around the field. And I was like, is that what he means? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think that's what he means. I, I think it's more along the lines of the defense is good and they've got to figure out the offense. Uh, that, that's how the Steelers are playing right now. That they're, they're, they're playing good on one side and not on the other. And the Lakers are getting themselves in games, uh, but what they are trying to do is assimilate a lot of talent. Uh, they've got a lot of guys who can play more than last year. But the simple fact is on an NBA squad, you're looking for nine players during the regular season, trying to find that rotation. The Lakers, they have probably 12 guys who can do it. And right now, I think especially on that, the guys outside of LeBron James and Anthony Davis, players are really struggling to figure out what their role is and how they can contribute on a consistent basis early in the year. Uh, that's going to take some time. But when I look at this Lakers team, that's not going to be the Lakers team we see at the end of the year. Uh, they, they have positioned themselves to put some of those players together to trade them. Uh, when contracts become eligible to trade sometime in December, uh, I certainly suspect them to put some of those pieces together and try and upgrade, uh, you know, consolidate some pieces to go, to go in a better terms of talent and take away some of their depth. And I think once they figure that out, they'll probably be in better shape. But uh, just don't worry about that minutes restriction because LeBron ain't playing uh, 32 this season. No, that is true. That is true, mate. Uh, yeah, in a week, let alone in a game. Good stuff, uh, Casey. Thanks very much for coming on, brother. We'll let you get back to getting the beauty sleep. Uh, I appreciate your time. <laughs> no, no, I need it. Thanks, boys.